Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11 and 39 through 40. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and she will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in her and she will act. She will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for her. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. She is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. She rescues them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in her. Genesis chapter 44, verses 1 through 17. Then he commanded the steward of the house, Fill the man's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money into the top of his sack. Put my cup, the silver cup, at the top of the sack of the youngest, with his money for the grain. And he did, as Joseph told him. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys. Where they had gone only a short distance from the city, Joseph said to his steward, Go, follow after the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you returned evil for good? Why have you stolen my silver cup? Is it not from this that my lord drinks? Does he not indeed use it for divination? You have done wrong in doing this. So he overtook them. He repeated these words to them. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants that they should do such a thing. Look, the money that we found at the top of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. Why then would we steal silver or gold from your Lord's house? Should be found with any one of your servants, let him die. Moreover, the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. He said, Even so, in accordance with your words, let it be. He with whom it is found shall become my slave, but the rest of you shall go free. Then each one quickly lowered his sack to the ground, and each one opened his sack. He searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. Then each one loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city. Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house while he was still there, and they fell to the ground before him. Joseph said, What deed is this that you have done? Do you not know that one such as I can practice divination? And Judah said, What can we say to my Lord? What can we speak? How can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Here we are then, my Lord's slaves, both we and also the one in in whose possession the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. Only the one in whose possession the cup was found shall be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. 1 John chapter 2, verses 12-17 through 
I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young people, because you have conquered the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are strong, and the word of the Lord abides in you, and you do not, you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. The love of the Father is not those is not in those who love the world. For all that is in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, the pride and riches, comes not from the Father, but from the world. And the world and its desires are passing are passing away. But those who do the will of God live forever. Good morning and welcome to the sixth Friday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 37, Genesis 44, and 1 John 2. The um, the Genesis reading is kind of hard to follow. In the Hebrew, uh, there's they often use he, and also in Greek, they use he without naming the person that it's you know pointing toward. Um, and so it's, it can be sometimes hard to follow, but essentially what happens is Joseph, um, the the brothers, after they had uh, sold Joseph in slavery, uh, Joseph rises to the ranks of power. Everybody's older. They come to Egypt. They are about to be reconciled. But Joseph has this test. And what he does is he makes it look as though they've stolen something. And uh, he tests them uh, perhaps because they were they seemed penitent, um, but again, they sold their own half brother into slavery. So he's he's not quick to he's not quick to forgive. He's he's cautious, and so what he does is he sets up a test, and he he puts a cup uh, in the in his own brother's bag, Benjamin the youngest, and his own you know full blood you know uh, full brother, and Benjamin like Joseph was very young and like Joseph was of was just one of two boys uh, born to Jacob's favorite wife and so he has a you know particular affinity to him but it also sets up a parallel between or a very soft parallel between um, what they did to him and what they might do say to Benjamin he wants to test their hearts because only God, can see what's really in your heart. And he wants to see what they're going to do. He says, look, if if I find anything, you know, then you'll be my slaves. And uh, he's fully aware that he was sold into slavery. Um, and it appears as though they've got their hearts right, so he sends them on their way and and sets up this test so that they, they come back. And they, he, you know, the test is that um, he knows that the, it will appear as though something's stolen, and he wants to see how they're going to react. Do they, you know, cut sling load from Benjamin and let him take the brunt of the punishment, or do they do something else? Um, in fact, it's he. It suggests that you know, well, if if the one who was stolen, I'll kill them, but the rest of you will be my slaves, and it starts getting escalated down to oh no, just be my slave, nobody's killed. Um, 
And Judah in particular speaks up in defense of Benjamin. Judah is not the oldest. I think Judah is like the third or fourth child of Jacob's first wife, um, Rachel, I think. I always get Rachel and Leah mixed up. Um, Judah comes to Benjamin's defense and says, oh, no, you know, uh, um, he didn't, he didn't mean it. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, kind of falls on his face and uh, he says, um, I'm trying to find it. He says, my Lord, the money we found, we brought back to you, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Joseph here is satisfied um, because Judah kind of leads the way in not, you know, just abandoning the youngest brother who's supposed to be protected. Um, oh, Judah says, you know, what can we say? How can we speak? How can we clear ourselves? Um, God has found out the guilt of your servants. So he brings them all together. He doesn't assume, he doesn't push the guilt all on Benjamin and say, hey, you know, be easy on him. He did this thing. Um, he says, how can we clear ourselves? Judah is acting as though all of the brothers are one unit. They're all battle buddies. Um, I'm sure I've said this before, but one of my favorite things about the military was during PT, um, you put the slowest person in front. Um, because it's not about being the fastest, the slickest, the coolest, whatever. It's about being together. And, you know, you're not going to get much of a workout if you're not if you're not the slowest, but if you are, you will, and you'll all come in together. Um, you know, you never leave somebody behind, whether you like them or not. You don't cut them off and and basically condemn them. That's why I still I still get inordinately offended when I think about the Uriah affair with David and sending him off to the front lines to be killed so that he can he can have his wife. But anyway, um, so the, the, they passed the test, thanks mostly to Judah. Um, and I can't help but wonder if this isn't written into, you know, Judah becoming the line in which the king's, you know, the Davidic line will emerge. Because to rule means to make sure that all creation is ordered and structured and together. And Judah seems to do this. Judah seems to rush to Benjamin's defense and reject any, you know, um, lesser or, or more lenient treatment um, in favor of, you know, showing a unified front. Um, and not just showing a unified front, but also re being repentant um, as a whole instead of just saying, oh, well, Benjamin's guilty, be lenient on him. We are all guilty. What can we do? to clear ourselves. And so Judah um, shows um, what it means to, to rule, what it means to um, be over others, um, to not do so ruthlessly. He seems to have learned his lesson, um, but to do so um, in a way that is meek and, um, you know, cohesive. Um, and so I, this is one of those things where, you know, it seems like this minor story, um, but I think it has some clues as to why the later narrative chooses some tribes over others. Um, Judah, you know, he get, I think he gets a curse from from 
Isaac on his deathbed, or I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Um, but there's these little clues that you know. I don't know why Judah is the one that the royal line gets to come through because he's not the oldest. He's not the youngest. He's not you know particularly brave or anything. <clears throat> um, and yet he does this thing that at a pivotal point in Israel's history, um, he comes through and shows what it means not just to be you know, Jewish, but what it means to be human um, by coming to someone else's defense and not you know, kind of cut and sling, load and running at the first sign of trouble. A prayer for the election of bishops and other ministers from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, giver of every good gift, look graciously on your church and so guide the minds of those who shall choose bishops and other priests and ministers that the church may receive faithful pastors who will care for your people and equip them for their ministries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.